Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Much Do About Rugby, where we chat about everything rugby. I'm back again with my two friends Max and Malachi, and this week we actually have a special guest, our good friend William Simpson. Simo, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm Will. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> it's um, Yeah, so I've known these guys for quite a long time. Uh, played Cranbrook first team rugby with them, well, and probably the same team throughout the whole of Cranbrook. The A's from year 9, 10 and 11, and then the good old second team for year 12, and then the first team for year 13. Big Quinns fan, apart from, no bias there at all, apart from that. <laughs> yeah, not much else. Yes, is your, is your name Will, though? Uh, y. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will be referring to Will as Simo throughout this episode. Or Simon. Or Simon, yeah. Uh, so get shout, used to shout that. Out, shout out to James Simon. The real James Simon. Happy birthday. Okay, yeah. Enough in-jokes, fellas. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we can start off by going straight into some rugby news. There's, there's been a bit happened in, in the last week. We've uh, initially got a bit of news about the Super Rugby Aotiora hope i'm pronouncing that correctly again which uh starts on the 13th of june the first bit of rugby we'll get to see after uh, a long and labored lockdown without it uh there's a couple of new rules in this version of super rugby where um it's just new zealand teams obviously they've introduced a golden point rule so if two teams are drawing at the end of the 80 minutes they will play an extra time an extra 10 minutes i think it is at the end of the game and whoever scores the first points, whether that be a drop goal, a penalty kick, or a try, will win the game. Uh, there's mm. also a new rule to do with red cards, which says that if a player is red carded, you are allowed to bring on a essentially a substitute for them 20 minutes uh, into the uh, after they've been given their red card. So, what do we make of that? So does so is the red card just basically like kind of like a sim bin for twenty minutes, but that player can't come back on? Essentially, yes. Essentially. Are there any exceptions? So, is it if you've done something really bad that is maybe unsportsmanlike or punching or anything like that, or if it's just for a high tackle or something? Is there any exceptions? Um, I think I think what I've read here is on the Ultimate Rugby website is that the the moment the player is sent off it is down to the officiating jury to give them a ban or whatever is necessary for that red card so i don't think the rule really applies to how bad the offense is if the sub can be brought on or not i think it's just mm. that make it too complicated it'd be like is that bad enough for the sub to be brought on and that kind of you know, I think it just completely defeats the point of a red card because obviously they're like they in- introduced far more red cards because of like high tackle laws and stuff. But the whole point of it actually having an effect on reducing the amount of high tackles was because the punishment was big. So like decreasing the punishment won't really help towards the problem whatsoever. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, I think the the main point is, is that there still will be bans, and the bans will be equally as long if not longer so for the individual making that initial tackle they are definitely gonna feel repercussions and hopefully not want to do that kind of tackle again but i think but i think the deterrent to not do a high tackle is less so that and it's more so making your team lose Um, for example if you're in like a big final right you don't really give a shit that much if you get banned 
Because it's the end of the season. Yeah, but in the middle of the season, like Joe Joe Marler would have been banned for eleven weeks in <laughs> in, uh, in 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 the middle of the season, in like the height of the season, and that would have been pretty bad for Quins. You know, you got a Lions prop essentially uh, <laughs> out of the out of the season. So I think I don't know. We don't we don't know what goes through players' brains. Or maybe it's they're just thinking about the match and they they. Uh, they i don't know i don't i don't think players players shouldn't really be thinking about oh the next game they should be playing in the moment probably more and not doing those tackles in the moment just so. play just play rugby for what it is exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> um so we we've 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 touched on those new rule changes we've also got what could be a massive return for dan carter but uh, supposedly not for the Crusaders, which is the team that he used to play for down in down in New Zealand before uh, retiring from international rugby and moving up to France. He is apparently going to be moving to Mine and Simo's club, the Blues, the Auckland Blues. What do we make of that? Return. <laughs> what, do we, what do we make of that? Mal, what do you think of that? Yeah, will be pretty fun. Um, obviously, him and, him and Bodhi will be pretty dank. Um, and yeah, the Blues have been playing well as well in the previous Super Rugby, so it definitely will help their chances at maybe winning. Will yeah. he? Will it? Will he still be dank though? Maybe. Well, I, mean, I think he's been he's tearing up a bit. Years old. He's been tearing up yeah, a bit in, in Japan. In Japan, okay, exactly. In <laughs> Japan. <laughs> well, they, that was also last season because their most recent season didn't even start. Oh, did it not? I don't think. I think it all got cancelled. Okay. Let 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 me give you an example of where a player has been older uh, and still absolutely world-class, uh, Andy Goode. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's just not the same, is it? Dan Carter is literally been known as like the world's best player. like Potentially like, the best 10 yeah, ever. Yeah, best ever. I would say... But, but, but would... Dan Carter's age actually impedes what his skill sets were compared with Andy Goode. Andy Goode's... A- Andy Goode is sick at kicking, managing a game and passing, whereas Dan Carter's obviously still good at those things. But what makes him so insane is the fact that he can also run with the ball and do everything but else. But I think I think Dan Carter could now shift his game, which he sort of did for Racing a little bit, I think, um, into that more like playmaker where he doesn't need to go into contact as much or run as much. So I think it's a very good move for the Blues if they do decide to go through with it personally <laughs> yeah because uh, i think i think their current um 10 that they were is this the uh, perifeta i think he played against the lions back when um they toured new zealand he was quite he's quite young but obviously he's had an injury as well he's had a foot injury so that yeah. may be part of the reason why they've signed him or potentially signed yeah. him because he yeah, may exactly. not play much of a part Simmer with the rugby knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yes Simmer. all right uh more transfer news uh Simo, you'll enjoy this one, being a big Quinns fan. Tyrone Green, uh, a utility back, typically a fullback or a winger, for the Lions down in South Africa, moving to Quinns. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think, I mean, Quinns are never going to turn down a class player like that who can play anywhere <laughs> in the back line. But if there was one position that Quinns did not really need a star player like that, so it was in the back three, which is where he predominantly plays. Every other position, there was very little depth in the Quinn side apart from maybe prop um but yeah he's a class player from all of like two years of what people can see of him 
Is he really a star player though? Like no. Okay. No, he's, he's no a junior player. junior player. He's a star but for if, the juniors. Okay, yeah, yeah, but that I think that's where what Quinn's issue's been for the last like three seasons. If you compare the signings they make versus other clubs in the Premiership, it's not even paralleled. Okay, I, I'll give a few examples. Um, Brist- Bristol Bears, all their signings ridiculous. Rodrada, they've had Charles Charles Piertel, Those are world class proven players. I've got Sarri's, another. I've got another. Sarri example. signing Liam Williams, like, and they're signing. Ah, uh, yes, no, yes, but no Sarri's Sarri's are breaking the law. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got another, like for example, Northampton signing Dan Bigger. Um, big, big moves. I mean, Dan Bigger is not our favourite player, but you can tell he's an international quality fly half. So, uh, I, I don't know. Looking at looking at this guy, Tyron Green's highlights video, I think he is certainly a solid player. I don't think he's the kind of player like Gabriel Libertoy that's going to break a tackle or score a solo try. I think he's just a really solid player. Uh, maybe a bit of a bench player injury cover i know uh what's his face i don't really not the biggest fan of chisholm so no but nathan earl's coming so back exactly so you've got ibatoy and earl um already like you'd think that tyrone would probably fit into the fullback position if mike brown's not really around anymore. Fun, fun you know you know what was actually you know it was actually a good signing recently go on Alid Davies for Sarries. The Welsh scrum half. The thing what is, I don't, signing. I don't understand why he won't play for Sarries when they're going down to the championship. An international quality fly half, uh, scrum half, sorry. Because they're just going to come straight back off and tear it up. It's, this is the most n- non-relegation I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's completely pointless. Here's best for joke. They it's haven't so signed championship players though um, for next season because they've they've shipped off so many players. For instance, their yeah. locks. Uh, Cruz has obviously gone to Japan. That's not for a year. That's permanent. And um, Skelton. Oh, what's he called? Um, Ezekwe. He's gone as well for next year. Mm. Yeah, I think it's actually going to improve Saris in the long term, though, because they're, they're going to have so much young talent who are actually going to play so much more than they would if they were if they were in the Prem, with also the best players in the world helping them playing against awful, not awful opponents, but opponents where they can actually improve as players. They've probably picked up championship players and they'll probably keep like 10% of them when they go back up to the Prem and they'll end up probably being sick players as well. So, Good point, good point. Um, last anyway, piece of rugby news. Last piece of rugby news. We have James Hook, the Welsh uh, fullback or slash 10, retiring. Yay, everyone celebrate. Um, Rip in peace. Don't even know who we, he is. Not yeah, I did, didn't even yes, think he... Yes, Come on, Malachi! You can't he played say for that. Wales a few years ago. We will, we will pretend <laughs> that we all knew that he still played, but um, <laughs> mate, he was a Cardiff Blues stalwart, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> he, I know Osprey's Osprey's stalwart. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so congratulations to him on his retirement. But um, yeah, obviously we're all England fans, so we don't really care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, World Cup, World Cup. Now the key topic of this, this um. This podcast will be something that hurts a little bit. We uh, obviously are England fans, as I just mentioned, but I think it's been enough time just about that we can start talking about the huge disappointment that was the Rugby World Cup, uh, specifically the final. Um, Maxin, do you want to start us off on your thoughts and feelings? 
Reap, yeah, mate. I I remember watching the final. It, uh, it was after a big night out, and I, I was a little bit hungover, and it was probably the worst day of my life. Luckily, I actually spent the day with people that didn't care about rugby, because otherwise, I think it would have been ten times worse. Um, but in general, yeah, just just a terrible day, one to be forgotten for sure. I would agree. I hadn't actually slept the night before, so I I stayed up. Uh, out of sheer excitement for the fact that England probably a bit of early celebration um, <laughs> but uh, obviously all in vain and I sat there and went straight to bed afterwards because I was so depressed Simo? Yeah it was a bit of a shocker it was actually a pretty shocking morning for me because I, wa- I, um, I was going to Porto that day so I watched it in a Frankie and Benny's in Luton Airport <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was uh, when I found out the flight which we'd booked months in advance was um on the same day the same morning as the world cup final i was so annoyed uh but no nothing could be made worse the fact that i was completely confident almost 100 percent that we'd win and then we just got smashed yeah after we destroyed new zealand how could you not <laughs> yeah. be confident ma where were you on the, on that on that fateful morning working brilliant they should turn on my phone <laughs> just like took a little break just check my phone and we were like 30 points down i just like literally was so pissed off yeah. I feel like I feel like this is some kind of like addiction support thing. It's like, hey Matt, hi, I'm Maxon, and I was heartbroken on the day of the Rebel World Cup final. <laughs> Tell now, us what happened, Max. <laughs> <laughs> now, Simo, you said uh, just a moment ago that uh, you supposed that England were absolutely demolished. Now, I would look at statistics, and I would very much like to disagree with you there because oh no i've actually been looking at them the wrong way around brilliant we were smashed (laughs) (laughs) we didn't get any set plays going though that was the problem it's quite confusing on the website that i'm looking at the south africa are the red ones and england are the green ones so uh yeah no south africa did smash us well played south africa uh 369 meters to 201 i mean and we had a ton more runs like about 40 more runs than them so a bit embarrassing there what 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 do you think went wrong maxin they completely outmuscled us and their defense was basically insanely good and also so where i thought england had been good in the in the prior games was essentially um, the k- kicking game was far, far superior to the opponents. So I remember watching, especially the New Zealand game, where um, box kicks and high balls were being regathered like super easily. And that was the main thing that was sort of giving England territory that and being relatively disciplined. And I'm just looking at some stats as well. And in my opinion, we got pretty um dominated kick wise so uh for kicks regathered south africa had 22 and england only had 15 that's normally somewhere where england would be really strong in addition to that um defensively what we saw for most of the world cup was england just being absolutely ominous and basically just like absolutely brutalizing um attacks and that certainly happened against New Zealand but it was seemed to be on the flip side um I think their defense was just insane I th- I okay I think there's a number of contributing factors 
I think one of the main things, and sorry to any South Africans listening, but you can't ignore their run into the final. Um, like with the games being in such close succession, it ha- it does have some impact. It's like this Engl- is a classic England fan just crying. By the way, <laughs> no, it is, no, it is because okay, if you think like a perfect way to put this, um, it's like imagine if you had three. Okay, let's say we're talking about club rugby, right? And you had three Champions Cup finals back to back. Like you obviously would be far more like far more likely to win on the first one if the, if your opponents um had like three in their already three in their tank or two in their tank they're gonna be abs- they're gonna be battered like and that match against New Zealand was absolutely brutal it was horrific yeah it's a big game I don't know no yeah. I I I I tend to agree um. And I don't think you could ignore as well the fact that they did lose to New Zealand in the group stage and we, in fact, beat New Zealand in the semi-final. So, Destroyed them. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I, I, I think there is a bit of a point to be made there. But I just think the difference in tactics and Faf de Klerk absolutely ran the game against against us kicking-wise. Uh, Andre Pollard kicked all his kicks. And Mate, Andre Pollard ran the game and... Look, if if we look back to our Southern Hemisphere 15, this completely backs up my point with Andre Pollard won the Rugby World Cup final. Yeah, but he lost against New Zealand, mate. <laughs> Who cares? When you win the World Cup final, it just doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, I don't know. It matters to me because I'm English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, oh. Yeah, I just, I think, I think when you look individually, there are some certain statistics that, uh, lean in England's favour like Maratoji had the most tackles um, I will point out at this at this stage that Peter Steftertoy actually played horrendously averagely making <laughs> over uh, only 11 tackles here um, comes the rant and having a 92% tackle success rate which is average at this kind of level you know and when you look of the year? when you look in the tack I'm just I'm just scrolling down the list now oh god What's that? Two, two. Oh, I don't, I don't even know what these stats represent, but it's not good. Let's face it. Mm. It's, it's, it he's, he's pretty far down. How is he World Player of the Year? Someone, please explain to me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I will make a make a reference now to someone who did con- get in contact with the show, um, Nick Leopold. He said that he completely dominated England in the World Cup final. Um, I will counter that and say that the stats do not back it up at all. So, please do come back at me and. Um, talk about this with us because it is it is interesting to hear other people's opinions uh, I just don't like this this player at all just don't think he's very good you want to hear another controversial opinion as to why I think we lost go on then because Manny Tuolangi did not turn up and I know it's bad to pin it on one player but if you look at what um, Am did on the on the other side versus Tuolangi, who arguably is a far better player. I'm just looking at attacking stats here. So Am made 56 running meters, three clean breaks, and three defenders beaten. And Tuolangi made 13 running meters, didn't make a single clean break, and had one defender beaten. England also lost quite a key link between the forwards and the backs, though, in the first few minutes in Carl Sinclair. Because he yeah, often is quite say pivotal. That as well. Dan Cole yeah. literally just lost so many, um, gave away so many penalties, I swear, through the scrums. 
Well, can you see Dan Cole doing a nice twirl and passing it out to Ern Farrell? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no chance. <laughs> um, yeah, he'd probably mistake his own head for the ball, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but uh, can I just point out here that Ben Young's actually made 78 passes in the game. Faf de Klerk made 47. I just think that shows that South Africa didn't really need the ball and they were still dominant, like absolutely dominant. They yeah, didn't, they didn't, Again, I think this is just all down to their defence, which is just insane. Um, I was watching the Squidge Rugby analysis video, Squidge. which, although I think uh, maybe Air agrees with me here, his analysis may be a bit overrated just because he puts so much emphasis on some stuff. It's quite not as complex as it's made out to be. I, but um, I, I, th- I think he, I think he does make some excellent, excellent points in places. But uh, yeah, some of the stuff he definitely exaggerates. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, what he was saying is this: uh, is that um, their their they had their line speed on the edge was just so quick um i think they had like the most random like they had fafter clerk sometimes just shooting up i think they always had uh peter steph shooting up and just like uh shutting anyone down pretty much which kind of messed up england's attack a bit did you also hear the bit he said um right at the start of that video i think it's that video where he spoke where eddie jones may have um, changed his tactics, not the last minute, but planned for the final. Yeah, um, I, I th- about ki- the kickoffs and their kind of game plan at start. Yeah, I think he, I think he mentioned something about how Eddie Jones planned for a, a different final because I don't think, I think he was more planning for a, a New Zealand final or something like that, or like a different team. But he wasn't really his game plan wasn't really made for to be playing against South Africa. Which is obviously probably quite yeah. why they lost. Ed, Ed, what do you think about um, the contribution of having Jerome Garces as the ref? Uh, yeah, being French, I mean, you see the amount of penalties <laughs> that were given. What is it? It's it's about it's about uh, yeah, like eighteen penalties throughout the game, like ten against mm. England. I mean, that's quite a lot, really. And you think that. I'd like to see England and South Africa as relatively disciplined teams. Um, mm. I I don't know how much that's my bias speaking, but you know I th- I know Atoje gives a lot of a lot of penalties away by himself, but I think that might be the French referees. I mean the scrums. I think I think scrums 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 in the game really need to be changed because. People are just using them now as a way to get penalties, and it's actually so depressing. What everyone wants to see now these days is like Mal. So you were saying the other day how you all you want to see is running rugby, like quick yeah. rugby. You want to you want to see the quick I players, the players, the the players who are gonna break tackles, uh, the Manu Tulangis, the Johnny Mays with the ball in hand. So what the scrum what a scrum does, especially in international rugby. They take so long to get formed. They then put the ball in ridiculously slowly, like five seconds after after they've made um, the engage, and then they just leave it at the number eight's feet. And and yes, it's a way to get a penalty, but I just think there's something that's got to be changed about it because I think scrums at, at schoolboy level, well, especially for us, we use them as a way to get the ball to our backs, like Mal basically set, like set up a move, set up a move, and you know, if it's in a good attacking position or to set up an exit strategy to get the ball to the fly half and kick. And I think, you know, I think watching some older games from the two, the early 2000s, etc., etc., um, 
it really just opened my eyes to how scrums used to be. They used to be a bit of a mess, but the ball almost used to, like, just, it, the game just seemed to flow faster. It was like, oh, so the balls, they literally set up for the scrum in about five seconds, and the ball's in within two seconds of the guy calling engage. And I mean, it was an absolute mess. It went down nearly almost every time, but like they got the ball to the number eight. They, they got the ball to the number eight uh, feet nine times out of 10 and it would just go. Like George Gregan or whoever was playing scrum half in the matches I was watching would just get the ball, give it to Stephen Larkham, get it out there, like get it to the backs, which is what everyone wants to see. And you know, the forwards, surely they don't want to be scrumming for ages and ages. But Ed, that wouldn't be safe now because they're so huge, all the front rows. No, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that maybe there needs to be a slight change in scrum laws. I mean, I'm not an expert on, on scrums, I'm a back, but I just think, I just think maybe I'm a little biased in that sense because uh, I like to see the backs play. And at the moment, the scrums are ruining that because all we see now is we see three minutes of waiting and resets, then a penalty being given, and then another minute of waiting for someone to take a kick. And before you know it, five minutes of the match has been wasted on one scrum. Like, yeah, come on. I think, does anyone remember that um, game in the Six Nations? It was like France versus someone, and it was like, it went on for so long because they just kept resetting the scrums. And yeah. I think it, I can't a remember. Horrific France, game. Who was it against? Oh, France, it went Wales. off for ages. France, Wales. I think yeah. it was two years ago, three years ago. Like, a such a... Like, exciting because of the situation. But at the same time, if that situation wasn't there, they wouldn't have, like... They wouldn't have kept scrumming. But just not really exciting to watch. You want to see someone, like, trying to get over the line, trying to batter their way over. Like, just giving the ball to the fly half, running a move, and if it doesn't quite pull off, it's exciting. It's more exciting than watching someone scrum, just like... Oh, yeah. they're going to push again. What? Yeah, I think what, they've seen what? it almost as a way to accumulate more points, though, at least attempt, because defensive have become so hard to kind of beat on a first phase possession, which is what you, as we said earlier, you'd use the backs to do from a scrum. If they can get three points from it, they may see it as an easy opportunity instead of having to go phase after phase and potentially not getting anything. Yeah, you'd think now, though, if, if teams are. You know, if defences are a bit lacklustre because they're just expecting uh, the the scrum to go down or to be a or to just be a penalty or whatever, and then suddenly the ball's whipped out quickly, you've got, almost caught them off guard. You you've got you've whip got that. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> you whip you whip shot it out wide. Yeah, that's what some teams do, Ed. But mighty Quins with um, in the centres. <laughs> <laughs> what centres? Oh Simo, Simo, what do you re- what do you re- reckon about um, Joe March and? Um, at the Blues? Uh, we'll have to wait and see for the Super Rugby to start. I mean, I think he said it was the training sessions are some of the hardest he's ever done. Um, but I haven't got a clue how well he's going to do, if I'm honest. Yeah. Maybe, I think, I think, maybe that's he, why uh, Quinns aren't very good at the moment. <laughs> because their training <laughs> sessions aren't hard enough. Yeah, I think, I think he played a couple games um, before when the Super Rugby was earlier. And, and they uh, put him on the wing for a bit. Even though he's a centre. I, I think Rico, right? Yeah, it's they, Rico. I saw a uh, like mock-up team for each of the Super Rugby teams in the upcoming tournament, and uh, yeah, Joe Marchand was placed on the wing in that, so it would be an interesting call. Yeah. Do you think he could force Wait, his way? On, eh? <laughs> Do you think he could force his way? Do you think he could force his way onto the wing in um, in the England squad, possibly? Oh, I don't know, definitely not, not sure nah, about that. Definitely not, definitely. I don't even know if it's the Quinn squad. I think they'd keep him at centre. 
Especially with think... the signing of Tyrone Green. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've never even heard of this guy before, like the other day. Simo is so gassed with Tyrone. <laughs> Guaranteed everyone listening right now would have already forgotten the name of the bloke that we were talking yeah. about earlier. Who is Tyrone Green again? What? I think he might make the England squad at centre, to be honest, because Jonathan Joseph is just see you later although it's still yes lady yeah <laughs> yes lady <laughs> loves lady lady's a boss man yeah. the original yes lady man right here simmy yeah <laughs> um yeah so what what else about about england at the world cup did we not not enjoy specifically about the final specifically about the final <laughs> losing mate well i was having a look at the timeline <laughs> actually ed yeah and I think, wait, do you have the timeline up as uh, well? I do at the moment, yes. Okay, so on the fifth, on the um, on the fifty-fifth minute, we were fifteen-nine down, right? And yeah. Owen Farrell misses a penalty, which would have put us fifteen-twelve, and simultaneously Andre Pollard scores a penalty. So, in my opinion, those those five minutes was when the World Cup was lost for England. Yeah, six, I was. I was. I when when watching it live, I was always kind of. I I really did have a lot of hope when it was fifteen nine, and suddenly eighteen nine seems like a lot. It seems like a lot, and then and then Farrell gets a penalty about two minutes later. But you're still like, South Africa have got a bit of a foothold now. They they look like what they're doing is mm. just a bit more solid than England. And yeah, I think you know yeah. they bring on when 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 they so we bring on Luke Cowandicki, who's a good player. And they bring on R.G. Snyman. Like, what a monster. I I put, I'm not sure if anyone remembers, but I put him in my uh, Southern Hemisphere 15. Mm. Uh, and I just think he's an absolute beast. Like, when you've got his firepower to bring off the bench, look at, look at, look at some of their other stuffs. You've got Francois Lowe. Horrible like, person. <laughs> come on, <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, I agree with you. I think I was still believing up to the up to the moment of Mip and Peace try and then <laughs> I'm gutting. And we bring on Jonathan Joseph. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Oh, why did we do that? Like Embarrassing substitutions. I, I just think But the thing uh, is we we were always chasing the game. That that's the annoying thing. We never actually got ahead. So I feel like that's why we didn't win the game because if you look at all the games that we win we always get ahead early and then we can somehow manage the game from there well we didn't yeah. even get in their um half for the first 10 minutes we didn't have any possession in that half oh we didn't get yeah. in the game at oh, all i remember well, I, I watch that. england now and i think oh if we don't score in the first like two minutes i'll be pretty disappointed <laughs> because usually <laughs> like it's like yeah, Johnny May scoring the corner, Elliot Daly scoring the corner, like every single time. And I, you know, I th- I guess we kind of just expected England to come out with a bit more firepower. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it Do was my fa- tiredness on the day, but somehow on the day I felt like before there was all that stuff about England turning up a bit late or whatever. I was kind of like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't Feel bode right. well. This doesn't bode well, really. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if the All Blacks game was the final though. That would have been the best day of my life. I think I cried. <laughs> Cry. Such a dang game. Literally. No, it was good. How many of the England 15 in that final do you think will still be in the England squad in the next World Cup? That's the question. Well, starting 15. Okay, Jamie yeah, George, Carl Sinclair for sure. Not Mako. Not Mako? Mako may have gone abroad. How really? old is Mako? 
Age-wise, he'll still be fine, but will he want to still play? Yeah, he definitely will. 29, he'll be, what, 32? Yeah, 32. I think he'll be... I think he'll... he'll, uh, I like Genji. I think Genji will start. I I like Ellis Genji. I think Genji will start. Marutojo's going to be captain. Yeah, Farrell Farrell will still be playing. Stay with Owen. Uh, Who who else? So we've got Courtney Laws. Uh, no, how old Courtney Laws would be? What, 33, 34? How well, old is Courtney he? Courtney Laws is, 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 is. He's not getting on, but he's certainly in the prime of his career. So he's 31. We, we'll so I don't see. think he's, Laws he's a possible. There. He's a possible. Tom Curry for sure. Sam Underhill for sure. Billy V. No. Oh. Billy V definitely will. How old is Billy? Is Billy younger than Mako? He's younger than Mako. Yeah, he's younger. Okay, yeah. Well, if he's, he's 27. Fit, he but he's had will. so many injury issues, mate. It's just annoying, isn't it? Can he Who do we think fit? will be nine? Considering nine. Ben Youngs and Willie Hines were that, what, uh, 30, that North one, That Northampton guy. What's his name? Alex Mitchell. I've never even heard of him. He's what like, about Jack he's... Maunder? Extra Chiefs. Jack Maunder, no. Alex Mitchell, people are like pinning around to replace Ben Youngs like next year. Okay, well, we'll see We'll see about that, but obviously we're not going to have Ben Youngs. Uh, George Ford? No, there's so mm, many. No, like Marcus, so. Marcus Smith over him. Yeah, Johnny sure. May, 100%, will be one of the best wings in the world for many a year to come. Uh, <laughs> Faz and Tuolagi, 100%, will still be there. I'm pretty sure the whole the whole backline minus Ben Youngs and George Ford all. Do you think Manu there. will? Manu's 29 and he's also yeah, very injury yeah, prone. Yeah, no, he's he'll be there. He'll be there, mate. What about Not Ollie Joe. Lawrence, the Worcester centre? He's only 20 or Ollie 21. Ridiculously overrated. Yeah. Well, yeah, you say he's ridiculously overrated. He's, young, he's only he's still he's got four ma- years. Max our age. Yeah, I but think, he's... I think um, Edit Daly will stay in for. A stupid amount of time, like I, I, I don't. No, no one. No, you won't know this if you're listening to the pod because, unless you know me, and you talk to me about rugby a lot. But I actually had a massive vendetta against Elliot Daly for a long, long time because <laughs> I really don't rate him as a fullback. He can't catch a high ball for love nor money. Like he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't catch a bloody cold, mate. I'll tell you that. He, uh, he's, he's a centre or a winger. I, I, I like him on the wing, but uh, his running game is too good to ignore, really. So, oh, Eddie Jones puts him a fullback, but I honestly think we need a an out and out fullback if we want to, you know, improve a little I'm bit. Win. And George Furbank is not the answer. No, definitely not. Thing is though, you say we need an out and out fullback, but we basically won the World Cup but didn't. We should have. So uh, Tanaki, that is the best team in the world, right there. You're seeing it. Bring my ground back. <laughs> the best team in the, the best team in the world wouldn't lose. So uh, we, well, were, we were close. Well, we South, were close. Af- South Africa won the group stage, but everyone lost. So someone has to be the best team in the world. There is no best team in the world, mate. Hey, boy, you're slandering the gland. I'm, is, I'm, the gland is the best team in the world. Yeah, now, Fra- France will win. I'm the going next with what Eddie Jones says. I'm going with what Eddie Jones says. He says he he says himself we're not the best team in the world. We're far from where we want to be. He also and said that they're going to become the greatest team ever. 
ever to win. Yeah, give it four more years. Give it four more years. (laughs) As soon as you say you're the best team in the world, kind of just a bit boring, isn't it? Like, never actually going to say that. Yeah, a bit arrogant. Yeah, otherwise, well. it, otherwise, it just makes the players think, "Oh, we're the best. We can just fuck we're about." The best. Now. What, yeah, what, what are we gonna do? You know. Yeah. Um. Thank you very much for tuning in to Much Do About Rugby episode five. Will slash Simo, thank you very much for coming on the show. We've loved having you, mate. Thanks, Will. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely no problem. Uh. Do make sure you follow the Instagram page at Much Do About Rugby, and we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you very much. Rugby.